Let's get this show on the road. Okay, go. Talking. <laughs> Talking. Thanks, Parker. No, no pressure or Enter the Critic, a movie podcast where we discuss new movies, both in theaters and on Netflix. It's about well movies? It's about movies, son! Please, son, you know I'm down with the ETC, let's do it. <laughs> uh, as well as movie news and trailers and all that stuff. So, let's just get right into it. This episode we are discussing World War Z. Uh, yeah. <laughs> WWZ. WWZ. Uh, Before we get into that, let's get into some news here. All right. So, Vin Diesel is in talks with Marvel Studios for a role that no no one's really sure what role. He's not sure. (laughs) He's not even sure. The quote is as follows. P.S. Marvel has requested a meeting. No idea what for. (laughs) Ha ha. You probably know better than me. And, of course, this has started a whirlwind of wild speculation as to what Marvel character uh, Vin Diesel would play. The theories I've heard run the gambit from... uh, Gambit. (laughs) Gambit. You guys guys get it? You get it? Uh. Comic book humor. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the, the... I've heard theories all over the place. The most ridiculous one I heard was Doctor Strange. No. Which I I, I heard I heard I'm not saying I even, agree with even it. Even Vin Diesel thinks that's not a good idea. Oh, I didn't Come think on. it's a good idea. I just I'm just saying I heard it. Like that it's was an definitely idea. strange. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that one as much. Um, um but yeah. some of the titles that are coming up for next year, their, their next wave of movies, is, of course, they're doing a Thor sequel, a Captain America sequel, and, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and the Thor and Captain America are off the books because those are already well-casted and a lot of... Hey, Vin, Thor, Di- Vin Diesel has a lot shot. of weight around in Hollywood. He can just kick the door and be like, I want reshoots. I want to be... Yes. I want to be I want to be Captain I'm America. I'm thinking they <laughs> want him as somebody in Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably. I don't know if they're including the character, but there's uh, Grax the Destroyer. He would be good at that. The character that's essentially created just to kill Thanos. Although I don't know if they'll introduce him in that movie. You're right. Uh, uh, who knows? Who knows? Not Doctor Strange. Not Thanos either. He's not menacing enough to be Thanos. Uh, we all know Thanos is going to be Ron Perlman. I mean, come on. It's all, yeah, we all know awesome. that. That would be the shit right there. I would be that, so is my, that is my dream, is to have Please Ron Perlman be Thanos. Please, that be what is happening. I mean, that's what he's made for. He's made for playing <laughs> yes. those characters. Yes. You are absolutely right. He would be perfect hey, for people Thanos. people even thought at the stinger at the end. Oh, yeah. Of the oh, I yeah. like that Hellboy. Every, every, like, 
The second time I saw the Avengers, a guy was sitting behind me, and I, I heard him say to his girlfriend, "Man, I didn't even know Hellboy was in, in this universe." And I was like, I "We need to leave. Character. We need to leave right now." Chris is foaming at the mouth. That's Thanos. I, I like I grip my chair, and 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 my wife kind of puts her hand on my hand. She's like, "It's okay. We can we can it's gonna go. be okay, honey. He'll he'll learn. He'll learn. All will come to know the glory of Thanos." That's right. So who who knows? I'm I'm curious to see where they're gonna. I'm cool know. with it. Vin Diesel's. The more I read about him, the more it is revealed that he's just a big nerd. Oh, he is a total so he des- nerd. He deserves a place in the Marvel yeah. universe. So that's that's cool. You know who he'd be. Who, you know who he'd be really good as. Hmm. The thing, but they don't have those rights. So yeah, no, I could see that. Can't do that. No. But he'd be very good at clobbering time. So. Uh, I have a piece of news. Oh, bring it on. After taking its time finding a director to helm the ship, Universal and Focus are charging full speed ahead and giving their adaptation of Fifty Shades of Grey an August 1st, 2014 release date. Now, I have not read any of Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Imagine that. Are you serious? Come on, dude. You're missing out. Um, I think you're you're just trying to be modest. (laughs) Come on. That being said, uh, some of the ladies who work in the department next to mine have read it and told me all about it. Cool. (laughs) Whether I wanted to hear it or not. Um, Why? Why is this movie being made? Isn't now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Fifty Shades of Grey Wait, just on, a Parker, fan? Can you hand me those like bills over there, the, the, those like twenties and whatever? Okay, you sure. I mean? Here you go. That's that's the sound <laughs> of me ruffling money <laughs> <laughs> against the why, why is any movie made anymore? <laughs> Especially this one. Especially this one. Yeah, I mean you're right. Why would we out- ever make a movie that forty year old woman would pay to see eleven times? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. It was it was a it was a bad question. Um Yeah, it started out as fan fiction. Yeah, I was supposed to say it was fan fiction from sort of based in like the Twilight Twilight, weird but totally but totally different. Like getting rid of the fact that Stephanie Myers is like a Mormon and doesn't like brutal sex. Just just the most angriest of sex. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all the stuff that this fan wanted in the Twilight series and didn't get. It would be so much better if Edward tied Bella to the bed, uh, and then <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know how just disturbing it is to know that that's what the book, or at least there's parts of that book that are that involve that, and then to be sitting somewhere in public and seeing people read this book, and right. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be near you as you read this book <laughs> at all. Hey, porn is okay as long as it's in words. In, in, I think. I think in all I think all of those romance uh, writers that write yeah. these books for women have proven that that's the truth. It's true, yeah, pretty much. So really, pretty much. but it's worse. If, it's if you're, if, yeah, if, heaving if you're bosoms. picking something, yep, heaving, <laughs> heaving bosoms of words. If you're picking something up at the Walgreens, mounting <laughs> bulges of words, oh. just cascading down oh shelves. Oh god! I mean, the, the crazy thing is, like, contemporary adult fiction. Even when it's not like a romance novel, yeah. has at least one like 
out of nowhere sex scene. Oh yeah, like right. like Pal and I w- would listen to like a book on CD that because if we had to make a long trip, that right. just grab from the library whatever was on the the, the new release bestseller mm-hmm. area, and you'd put it in. and the, And the story, like if it was a mystery or if it was some other such nonsense, it would be a semi compelling story. Like you just be like, okay, following along, following along, just crowbarred in. In any story, would just be this like, and then he grabbed her and pulled her close, <laughs> and then they, and you're like, what? Like there was no, n- this was not necessary. And what's funny about it is like, it's not it, in movies. You kind of understand it sometimes because it's like sex sells. You can put that clip in the trailer, right? Boom. Right. Just like what's her face wearing a bikini for two seconds in Star Trek Into Darkness, right? And oh, it's in every trailer. single trailer, and, and they use it as the thumbnail in all the videos yep. too. Yep. Um, but That's exactly right. In a book, you don't like. Who cares? Nobody's like. Nobody's like paging through to be like, is there sex? <laughs> I'm gonna find that chapter before I read the book. It better be in there. People like get their they go and like Amazon Kindle find <laughs> sex B- sex breast sex. okay breast breast ah oh, oh, oh wait they're talking about chicken oh, okay all right let me go let's uh, oh let's wait say, it's in a non sexual context uh, m- massage okay up <laughs> oh, there we go okay massage her buttocks okay good all right all I'll right, read uh, it okay good. yeah we'll read it I I just don't know. But you're right. This is going to make a billion dollars, and I'm going to be so unhappy. <laughs> a billion dollars. I mean, how much money did the first Twilight movie make? And, like, granted, you know, whatever. Everybody says it's bad stuff. But the very first Twilight movie is really, like, like, like actually bad, like, looking. Yeah, it yeah. Looks it's like, terrible. It oh, looks yeah. like, a, like a film student made it. Yeah, it has like, horrible cinematography yes, and, and absolute miserable movie. direction. Just horrible. And it's like... How countless money yeah, did so make? much money was so made. The acting was just uh. except for my girl Anna Kendrick. She was, she was fine. In this movie. <laughs> so so no, even I can't forgive. Her. Wow, yeah, I, I, I can't Matt, forgive dude. her. I can't forgive her. I can forgive her in the sense that we all like making money. Yes, so right, absolutely. There you go. About to say, if, if they asked you to be in a Twilight movie, you like yeah, you sure. would say yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Every what do, you, what do you want me to be? I I don't care. You I'll want be me to extra, be your I don't care. Whatever. Proof, I'll do whatever. Proof that make me, every you pay me a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Proof that every actor has their price. Um, I mean, Michael Caine was in Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> and and the great, when asked, you know the great quote from this. Yes, yes. when asked, um, had he uh, how he felt about Jaws, or I think it was Jaws Four, Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah. And he said, "I've never seen Jaws: The Revenge." But I saw the house that it bought, and it's lovely. <laughs> so awesome. So uh, a little side note that I heard, I happened to hear in passing on FM 97 about this 50 <laughs> wow. Shades of Grey movie. W-L-A-N. Is that the, um, the director is like, I don't know what her age, but I'm guessing she's in her middle age. Her woman. name is uh, Sam Taylor Johnson. And, uh, I'm not sure who she is. So she, she has a... Uh, a lover, as it were, who is, has lover. there's a large age gap between them, M- much like I th- I don't know if in Fifty Shades of Grey there's a large age gap or if this is very large, but but like so so there's this kind of like mimic li- art mimicking life because she has seduced some young actor <laughs> to be <laughs> and she's like this oh I'm in the biz and I'm this like, you know, and so like, wow I hope that she like there was speculation that she would hire this guy to be. Whatever his name is, Gray, something Gray. I, th- I mean, I think that's his last name. That's Hell where if the I book, know. The book is the titled from, and so like he would play the seducer, 
having been hired <laughs> by his seducer. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah, check it, check it. Here's, so, a, here's a picture of her and her uh, fling. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> That's perfect. Wow. Dude looks straight out of Twilight. Yeah, he, he looks like he looks like he cannot he be, be more than 23. He could be Edward's, like, half-brother. Not and she, she looks old enough to be my mother. <laughs> Yeah, she was born uh 1967. Where would that put her? Yeah, well, not 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 yeah, it's not 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 quite old enough to be my mother, but still. 40 46. Well, I got one piece of final news here that I know a couple of our listeners or at least people who tell me they listen uh would be excited about. So, with all these superheroes that are coming to the screen and of course uh 80s cartoons being remade like you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming back, and of course, Transformers is unfortunately here to stay. Captain Planet is being made what? into a major Seriously? movie adaptation. I mean, Seriously? after that funnier die sketch with Don Cheadle, yeah, you don't need it, to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> they if if they make it, they have to make it like that, and they're not going to make it like that, so don't do it. Well, there's not a whole lot of details other than that. Sony uh, Pictures is trying they're, they're very close to closing the deal to getting the rights um and it looks like very soon we're going to see a captain planet i don't, re- I don't get it <laughs> and i'm open i'm open for live action i'm hoping for pg-13 i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that they focus more on the kids and less about captain planet uh <laughs> a gritty retelling is oh yeah mean. very very gritty here's very thing. gritty here's very dark if you would if you would have done this like Ten, maybe eight or ten years ago, would have been a pretty good decision because the environmental movement was having a little bit of a renaissance. Like people were really being super conscious about global warming, etc. Now it's kind of fallen back into like people care, but it's like no, 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 no. You're 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 going about it all wrong. This is this is Sony going. What do we have left to milk for nostalgia? That's true. That's it. They don't give a. They don't care about environmentalism they only <laughs> care about what what's going to give what's going to give the the 25 to third you know yeah mid 20s to mid 30 year old get that 80s squeeze of nostalgia what Come do we on. got left you know you want to relive the memories yeah right? exactly exactly we'll I'm have shocked. a cabbage patch kid in it too i'm shocked we haven't seen a masters another masters of the universe movie it'll come uh i think we need to see pound puppies uh-huh and I yep, think we yep. Need to see. <laughs> let me tell you something my friends if they make a mighty max the movie <laughs> yes i yes! am buying all I want it. the tickets i want it i am buying all the tickets i'm buying out the theater at penn cinema the 3d imax <laughs> i'm buying out the theater and I'm gonna sit there by myself and just <laughs> smile. Just amongst your, you know, many yes, collections. all my play Max. sets, all my 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 monster heads and giant play yes, sets will be there with yes. me. Now, as as shocking as I found this news, I shouldn't have found it shocking because, again, they're just going. Well, what else has the '80s got? <laughs> what else can we? What else can we do? A gritty PG-13 retelling. Sir Mix-a-Lot, the true story. <laughs> I just, I just know, but it, I, I just know it's exactly going to be that. It's going to be. Well, then I, um, hope, I hope we get a resurgence of um, the cartoon where there's just a 
uh, an actor or celebrity played by themselves. So, you know, like when when like yes, when yes. Like the Harlem Globetrotters show up on like Scooby Doo, uh-huh. and it's like the actual Harlem Globetrotters doing the voices and everything. I just find this funny because in the '80s we had this thing where if a movie was even remotely popular, it had a children's television show. Yeah. And now we're doing the exact opposite, where any children's television show that was popular is, in the past, yeah, popular in the past, is now getting a major uh, studio release. So there you go, Captain Planet. All right, well, moving on. Let's uh, let's move into some trailer talk here. Uh, one of the trailers we saw um, this week was Wolf. The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Want a synopsis on that, Dave? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on the true story of Jordan Belfort, from his rise to a wealthy stockbroker living the high life to his fall involving crime, corruption, and the federal government. All right, this stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Anybody else worth mentioning? Oh, good. John Favreau. Wonderful. Oh, is he in there? Oh, yeah, he is. Anyway, he is. the trailer... Why do you hate John Favreau? I don't, I don't know. It just became this thing where I started <laughs> hating John Favreau for no reason at all. No, I, I, I have no real problem with John Favreau. The guy who pretty much single-handedly like rebooted like the superhero movie. Yep, yep. Like Iron Man 1 was like, okay, it's a viable thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, Thanks but he, John put it, he put himself in it, though, so it's not cool. <laughs> I just don't think he's that great of an actor. I like directors that put themselves in the movies. I, just, I don't have that big Hitchcock, of a problem Hitchcock, what a dick. <laughs> Quinn Tarantino is a real ass. <laughs> All those things are actually true that I just said. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Hitchcock was a dick, and... Tarantino is an ass, well, but yeah. they're, they're, they're geniuses know. nonetheless. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, like I said, it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, the trailer is almost like laughable at times where just a lot of insane Stuff just spending going is going on. Like Leonardo DiCaprio just at one point he's walking around an office with a chimp like dressed in a suit <laughs> Yeah. with him and they're dressing women in money um, they show them toss a little person, and and, yeah, and beforehand yeah. they're like talking about the logistics of it. Like, no, I don't want anybody to get hurt. How can I? <laughs> which is probably referring to something totally different. But be, the way that they put it together, in it the makes trailer, it look like made it look like they were talking about how can we throw a little person in our office without him. Well, I think himself. one of I think one of the lines was they were made for throwing. Yeah, which is <laughs> oh god. Uh, now, part of me is kind of excited about this film. Because it does look very interesting. However, I always get nervous when old, great directors, like, do a new movie now. Um, When's the last one Scorsese's done? Uh, Hugo. That was pretty recent, right? Yeah. I forgot. that was good. Well, he produced Hugo. Did he direct Hugo? Uh, I thought that was, like, his brain shot. I thought that was his pet project. Uh, Because he wanted to make a children's movie for so long. Okay. Yes, he did direct it. Okay. All right. Well, my fault. Now, I I do like... And he's been um, doing Boardwalk Empire, which is really good. I I don't know anything about Boardwalk Empire. We're talking about movies here, sir. Movies. And The Departed was not too long ago. I really like The American Departed, even though it's a real... So, it looks like my fears, my normal fears are, you know... No, he's fine. 
He's good. He's kicking it. Uh, He's still got them big. I mean, you're right. I do. Some, some old directors should not keep. Going. I mean, like like the last Oliver Stone film. Because um, I do like Oliver Stone's older work. Like I really like Platoon. Um, and then he did The Savages, which was the you one movie I just I hated that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, same thing with with Walter Hill when he did uh, Bullet to the Head. We we talked about that I think in one of our first episodes. Um, where again I really like Walter Hill's older stuff, and then he comes back and it's like, oh god, this is just bad. So yeah, but there's also plenty of directors that stay good well into their vintage that's years. true yeah it's like the what is it the, the the bon jovi syndrome when you can reinvent yourself and just keep staying yep. relevant yep. somehow <laughs> like so he keeps stuff. releasing albums and you're like wow it's on the radio again <laughs> how are you doing this <laughs> like look at any of those other bands from that era they've done like literally nothing, nothing you know yeah. like they they're all it's not jokes. like white snake is uh <laughs> doing any uh <laughs> Poison, remember their new I'm not, release? I'm like, not uh, sure if I'm listening to Parker talk right now or Pamela's no, influence <laughs> on Parker. Well, now we know that Pamela will listen to this episode just because they mentioned Bon Jovi. Hey, Pamela, Bon Jovi, we her, talked her about Her Google alert before. will come up. <laughs> Bon Jovi's been mentioned in the podcast. What? It's Parker's <laughs> podcast. Oh, so. Good imitation. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. So, um, anyway, yeah. the, this movie looks insane. Um, yeah, it looks really good. But it looks uh, really the end good. of it is especially zany. It's just Leo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey like doing some like some weird. I don't, know what you, like, I don't even know. Yeah, like I was gonna say, uh, like, almost like beatboxing and just like making a song together. But they're in the middle of like an incredibly expensive crowded restaurant. Yeah, very yeah. crowded restaurant, and they're just like, I wonder if that was just improv or what. I just have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. No. So, all right. The other trailer we saw was Escape Plan. Let's pull that up. Oh, yeah. When a structural security authority finds himself incarcerated in a prison he designed, he has to put his skills to the test and escape in order to find out who framed him. The, the, the list of stars in this film is baffling. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vinnie Jones, Sam Neill, Jim 50 Caviezel. Cent, Jim Caviezel. Amy Ryan. Who Amy I Ryan, really yep. Like. 50 Cent, who you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to play one of the inmates, all tough, hard. No, he's like one of the dudes working in the office, and he looks like like the nerd. Like, yeah, he looks like, like a total like, nerd. Guys, you know, uh, the structural sound, like you think he's going <laughs> to bust out some like technical jargon. Yeah, exactly. And he actually looks like he's doing a decent job yeah, in the role. I, I mean, was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, we had talked about this film before in a previous uh, episode. Correct. When there was no footage when there was available. Nothing, I don't even think there was nothing. a poster. Um. The trailers can, I found it slightly confusing as to, like, so Stallone's playing a guy who is a a tester for prisons, and then he gets sent to prison by accident? Yeah, it was weird. And also, when you just read that thing about the the one he designed, I was like, I didn't even know, I didn't even know. No, they don't say that. They don't say that in the trailer. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. I was about to say, that's another thing I, I... I think so basically, he designs a prison that's escape-proof, and then he has to escape. So, which my immediate thought is, oh well, it's probably his 
big contractor who puts him there in order to be like, let's see if you can prove whether this is inescapable or not. Or, okay. or even better, it's like, uh, what is it like in like in all those countless like epic tales where they like build a crazy labyrinth and then they like entomb all the original builders so that no one exists yeah. that knows anything about right. them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, so, those are my thoughts. This this movie looks <laughs> ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there 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 are a couple jokes where Stallone and Schwarzenegger are like fighting in the yard of this prison, um, and and at this point I don't think Arnold like if, if Arnold ever could act he's definitely lost it at this point. Even in this trailer it sounds wooden and his lines sound really forced. <laughs> and yet somehow I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm totally going to see this so, film. Somehow I love it like I just eat it all up. I don't know. You punch like a vegetarian. Yeah, I love that line. Love that. You punch like a vegetarian. Does that mean there are no vegetarians that are physically strong on that's any like, level? That's like a line straight out. Like I feel like they're they're not only lifting these stars, but then they're lifting like the kind of dialogue that would be written in an 80s yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. You could get away with stuff like that back then. Oh, yeah. And then oh, you easily, just easily. say stuff like that all the time, and everybody would go, yeah, like a vegetarian, get it? Yeah. But it's like, okay because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger saying it, and he'll have to forgive him. Uh, this whole movie looks like it's something out of the 80s. Oh, yeah. It definitely Absolutely. has a very throwback feel. And I hope it doesn't let me down in that respect. I hope oh, it th- it's it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be marvelous. I mean, it might suck, but it's still going to be wonderful. Be yeah, no, I agree so, with that. Uh, it's just nice to see Sam Neill uh, getting some work. Yep, <laughs> get something. Getting some uh, getting some prep time in for Jurassic Park Four, since you know yep. he'll be in it. Yep, I'm excited for that. So. Which, right. if I can go on a, off on a... Mi- Uh-oh, here it goes. Hey, we've, we've gone... Jurassic Park news. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Sure, Supposedly, sure, sure. the next uh, Jurassic Park, the skeletal frame of the, the plot has been revealed or has been talked up a bit. Cybernetic uh, raptors? No, 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 Come no, no, on, no, cybernetic that, raptors! That. Nope. Supposedly, what they're going to go for is the idea that they actually have a functioning and like bringing in you know customers uh, uh, Jurassic Park where it's a real amusement park now right. like years and years after Isla Nublar and all those events um and then of course things go crazy and obviously like, and no no the twist is that everything goes fine yeah. and like Sam Neill shows actually up just like walking with dinosaurs yeah Sam, Sam Neill shows up and then they just show him like hey, everything's fine everything's fine I don't see why everybody's all upset that's great. Or no, it, better yet, it's like this weird, like, Twilight Zone thing where he's running around, like, like, and and you see all these disasters happening, and he's like trying to save people, and then like at the end that you realize that he's this crazy person that's sabotaging <laughs> the place, and you're like, oh no, who let the raptors out? I let the raptors out. <laughs> he like watches a video, and it's like him letting him out. No, no, no. That's great. Jeff Goldblum will show up for no reason at all. Uh, uh, th- that's chaos. Chaos. <laughs> that's, yeah, he'll just, he'll just duck in, no one, wearing uh, the same outfit that he had in the first Jurassic Park. He'll just run in and go, uh, that's, ch- that's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> you know what? Whatever they just came up with, we came up with something better. 
No, no one could have predicted that uh, 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 Doc, Dr. Uh, Dr. Graham would have set the Raptors free. <laughs> no, no one saw that coming. <laughs> that, that's chaos. <laughs> that's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to sit there without a shirt on. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, we should just write this movie. <laughs> This is gonna happen. The movie just starts out, and then and then like a, a dinosaur gets free, and then the the other hour and a half is him, is is uh Ian Malcolm diagramming all the actual mathematics behind the chaos <laughs> theory. Well, you see, uh, let's look at this, and it's just him uh, in front of a blackboard. At, it's just rapper. gonna be hitting. He's gonna he, the whole time he just hits on women that are unavailable, and he doesn't care. Like he knows they're unavailable, and he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm o- I'm always looking for uh, n- another ex Mrs. Uh, Ian Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right. Well, do we have any other uh, trailers and news that you wanted to bring up? No. All right. Let's move on to our f- feature presentation. Our feature film. United Nations employee Gary Lane. Is it Gary or Jerry? It's Jerry. Jerry. Jerry Lane traverses the world in a race against time to stop the zombie pandemic that is toppling armies and governments and threatening to destroy humanity itself. All right, this movie stars Brad Pitt and a whole lot of other people that we don't care about, except, of course, Matthew Fox is in it for a whopping 30 seconds. If that! If hey, that. I, care, I care about the girl from The Killing. She's awesome. Yeah, pronounce her name. I sure as hell can. That doesn't mean anything. Marielle Anos. 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 That's how I'm pronouncing it. Yep. I'm but sure yeah, Matthew right. Fox still, yes. Matthew Fox is in this for a whopping 30 seconds. He doesn't even have a name. He's just the parajumper. Anyway, <laughs> World War Z, a movie that everyone questioned, why is this coming out now? Or why is this coming out at all? <laughs> why isn't it just the book? <laughs> why isn't this an HBO miniseries? Why isn't it either just the book, or why isn't it called Brad Pitt versus the Zombies, <laughs> or some other such name? <laughs> so, uh, well, Matt, why don't you tell me what you thought of World War Z? Well, I need to I need to eat some crow here. All right, I do, because in one of our earlier episodes, I said, and quote, I would bet that there is a greater chance that the Philadelphia Phillies will go undefeated this baseball season than this movie being good. Now, this movie I I did enjoy to a certain extent, and the Philadelphia Phillies have definitely not gone undefeated. (laughs) They've gone very far from that. So, you know, I need to eat a little bit of crow there. It it did turn out pretty well. Uh, It's still, if you have not read the book, Definitely don't read it until after you've seen this. You're going to enjoy both experiences a lot more. Okay. Um, because the, the the main thing that prevented me from fully loving this movie is the fact that I had read the book. I see, I see. Now, and, uh, I've gone from the exact opposite. I have not read the book yet. Right. Um, Which is what he's suggesting. Do right, yeah. yeah. Now, now I, I mean, I have the book. I've just purposely waited. Um, Parker and I were talking earlier how... That ending that the I'm not giving much away that there is an ending montage in which things happen. Well, yeah. Um, and that showcases a lot of different ch- entire chapters from the book. Oh, okay. And the feeling that you're left with as a reader is just like, ugh. But it, I'm it could have been this. It could have been more. It could have been this. We could have had more. 
and you know, and and we're still left with a very solid movie that that does a lot more than most other zombie films have ever done. Yeah, um, certainly. And and really, to call it a zombie zombie film is almost shortchanging it. It's really more of a natural disaster slash thriller by which the vehicle is zombies. Yes, Um, but it's like it's like a good natural disaster film in that a lot of times in natural disaster films they have a tough time after the epic beginning where it's just crazy explosions then having small localized chaos you know like in day after tomorrow they have that whole thing with the wolves on the thing you know and it's like i guess that's like really was dumb right you're like that was the best they could do and then like somebody falls through some ice right you know it's it's like like, well who cares the world ended there was a giant tsunami that swallowed new york where none of this is a big deal yeah whereas like in this you could have they they sh- they point out that when it's in when it's like zoomed out and epic in scale, these zombies are like a wave mm-hmm. moving across right. the thing. But you could break one piece of it, and it's not just a cup of water. It's a zombie. It's a zombie. A single zombie that could c- cause you just as much grief right. locally as yeah. the entire. Unlike order. unlike other natural disaster films, where once you contend with the big like you're saying, once you contend with the big disaster, you're fine. If you don't kill every single last zombie. You're still screwed. <laughs> yep. You're, um, yep. I, I also enjoyed this film going into it knowing next to nothing uh, other than what I've heard from other people uh, talk about World War Z. Everyone's, oh, you got to read it. You got to read it. I'm like, oh, I'm knee deep in Game of Thrones. I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, so I thought the beginning was a little rocky. I felt that took a I little. Would, I would kind of agree with that. It took a little bit of. It felt like it, it, it started a little rough. It had a hard time finding its feet. Um, and it felt like it, it, uh, some, my, some my big subtle problem, pacing problems in the my beginning. My big problem is that it starts too fast. And there's not too yeah. many movies where yeah. I would lodge that complaint against. Usually yeah. when a movie starts out nice and fast, you're usually like, all right, we're into this thing. Not the case This This, this almost starts out like a Romero zombie film where you don't care if you know any of the main characters' names. Because I at one point, the it, it's this like touching scene of Brad Pitt being asked to leave his family and basically yeah. being threatened, like, oh, if you don't do this, we're just going to kick your family off the boat that they're on yeah. because screw you. And it's it's supposed to be very touching. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> right. We're, because we're only 10 we're minutes a, into the film. We're given a very swift, tender scene with Brad Pitt's family. And He's then making pancakes and zombies. And then, and then they're in Philadelphia for what? What are they going to the zoo or something? Oh, who the hell knows? <laughs> they're going to school. Okay, because that is a thing that you have to drive your kids to Philly every day to go to school. Um, and then just, bam, zombie bam, apocalypse. Bam, zombies out of, out and, of and, and nowhere. It, and uh, it's a very stark contrast from the book, which builds up the actual event of, like, you know, zombies coming into cities and stuff like that for many chapters. And it's established that this whole pandemic is a very, very gradual process, which obviously in the movie happens faster. Oh, yeah, zombies, really fast. The zombies are faster. Um, but we are we do come to understand later in the film that this is something that had been going on, but then just gets out of control right. really quickly. Yeah. Um, I do like... Basically, at that point, it becomes a tour of the world to see yeah. how other countries are dealing with this uh, uh, problem. Around and the so world in 80 days. I, th- I think he first goes to South Korea? Uh, s- yes. 
You're and, correct. Yes. Yeah, he goes goes to South Korea and sees that well, you know, it, it, it's it's everything screwed up from there, and then they go to Israel, and Israel's doing okay for a while, and for for about yeah for about five minutes, and then I, f- I forget where uh, he goes. They're gonna go to India, but then oh, that's right. But then in, that's in lieu I, of it, they end up going to like some yeah. But that's what I thought was one of the one of the funnier things in the trailer. One of the lines is, "I have to get into to Moscow. I got to get into Russia." And he says, "Russia's a black hole." And in the movie, it's India. <laughs> like they just change it for know, no reason. Do you, no. Do you know why that is? No. Uh, I'm. This won't be giving any spoilers because it's completely different. The original ending of this movie, and why they had to bring in Lindelof of Lost Fame to fix it up. <laughs> the original ending of this movie, he ends up going to Russia. And this is out of the book. Russia, to deal with the zombie apocalypse, goes like hyper-dogmatic military. And like everyone is conscripted into the military. So when he gets there, they don't care what he's doing. They say, you have experience as a leader in the UN. You're, now you're now you're a general of this army. Oh, really? You're yeah. You're gonna lead this. You're gonna lead this troop. And the last like quarter of the movie is him in Russia figuring out how to deal with zombies, figuring out how to use like the cold to fight them, huh. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then he finds out that his wife has been basically prostituted out to this uh, soldier in America so that her family can be taken care of, and oh. he's like her new husband slash like slave owner <laughs> oh my god and uh brad pitt finds this out and there's nothing he can do about it and uh that's kind of how the movie ends what why did they go that route that's so much darker than what they went no that would have been like i don't know like almost better than the route they went i'm conflicted because it's a little bit truer to the book in some senses but it also wouldn't be a very it would not be a fulfilling ending no, I it guess would almost not. be wor- it would almost be less fulfilling than if like everyone died. <laughs> like Yeah, okay. Still though, I, I like I like movies like that. But um, um this movie parts of this movie seem to really borrow heavily. I mean, cuz I mean, I, I mean, uh, okay. I keep going back and forth on this because the zombie genre has been so oversaturated with I mean, everything that you can think of. There's movies, video games, books. I mean, the works. Romantic so when I say comedies. that. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Um, Just regular comedies, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yep. But this, the, I mean, it, at, at one point, this this movie seemed to borrow really heavily from the Left 4 Dead uh, video games. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll buy that. There were, there were parts where I actually laughed out loud because the one guy, he goes, all right, you got your choice. Uh, baseball bat crowbar or fire axe and i lost it because those are the like, handheld weapons bat. all you need is a cricket bat and a samurai yeah. sword and you have the left for dead, left <laughs> for know, dead arsenal yep um but i was actually surprised about how much i did enjoy this film it was not perfect there were some problems but the none of them were glaring issues i thought no. they were easily like overcome by the fact that this movie had enough of a budget and enough of a scale to do something that no other zombie movie had right, done yet. Yeah. To show, like, like we were saying, I was saying a matter earlier. The most that you had ever seen in a zombie movie before this was uh, 
big military vehicle rides up and comes screeching to a halt, and there might be a dude on a fifty cal on top, kind of like mowing down zombies. Right. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 you know, get in the car, and like, and that was the majority of like the big major military response mm-hmm. that you would see in a zombie movie. That's all yeah. they could afford. Yeah. You know, and this you're seeing like helicopters and planes and things, missiles, and you're like that. An awesome. entire city walled off. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Um. I didn't. I I definitely enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the in in the trailer. It shows them like zombies on a plane, which I thought that was great. Um, we were so. just missing one little tagline from Samuel L. Jackson to to bring it all in. To bring it all in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I read somewhere that World War Z is an example of how if you have enough professionalism and enough money your product will always be at least pretty good. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this movie had a lot of other things going against it. There were oh, uh, yeah. documented struggles between Brad Pitt and Mark Foster. Mm-hmm. Many yep. created differences to the point where it was supposedly they weren't talking at the end. Rewrites, as I already talked about, reshoots galore. You know it's bad when you got to bring struggles. in Lindelof. That's when things yeah. have, that's when things have gotten bad and when you're calling Lots Lindelof. Lots of technical struggles. Obviously, it's a... It's a story that deviated heavily from its source work, which mm-hmm. is heavily yep. praised, and yet it still turned out to be a more than decent movie. Yeah, and that's a testament to that. You know, everyone involved. This isn't a ragtag group of people that are just like, oh, let's make a zombie p- movie. You know, this was a serious actor who threw a lot of money at something mm-hmm. and said, I want to make this work, and it it happened. Well, here's the problem, though. It's going to be considered a flop, I think. Still. Um. Just by the the numbers alone, this movie had a staggering budget. That's true. It didn't even come in first this past weekend. It, the the budget, if I'm reading this correctly, it was a hundred and ninety million. Is that the final budget? That's the final estimated it's not, budget. It's not estimated as big as they budget. Thought it was. And gr- uh, opening weekend did sixty six million. So usually, if you don't if you don't even if you don't come in first. Your o- the opening weekend with a budget that big, <laughs> I mean that's that's uh, huge. It's already got a domestic total of eighty eight. It'll be fine. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's gonna make a lot throughout the world because it's got the whole globe trotting. Yeah, I mean, for it, so. yeah, it's per- I mean, it's so perfect for like internet. Like you ever look like that movie? Uh, was it Jason? I always look at that one because that was like a p- pretty big budget movie about Jason uh, or no Alexander. Alexander, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander, yeah. And it was like, and it, and it was like, a pretty big budget, and it pretty much flopped here. But mm-hmm. like, it made so much money Overseas. outside yeah. of America yeah. that, that it ended up being like a, a a hit. You know what I mean? It's already it's already made, yeah, it's made eighty eight domestic, and it's already made forty five mil foreign. Oh, okay. And it ha- I don't think it's been released quite everywhere yet. Who knows how much? Uh, a big thing that they changed is in the book. It's revealed that um, China is where the infestation, the pandemic originates, and they cover it uh, up. Oh, okay. And supposedly, in the very early uh, scripts for this, they had that included in like a beginning portion, and then they were like, "No, we better <laughs> they, not." They presented it not. to a few Chinese censors, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to show that." And they were like, "Okay, we're we'll taking it, it out. We'll change it." Yeah, you don't want to piss off one of the world's largest economies. Nope, <laughs> with with a, an impressively large market. Yes. So, uh, so it'll make its money back. They're already talking about a sequel. 
Oh, you know, really? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it the way it ends, it's right for sequels. You yeah. could totally... I mean, in, like you said, in that montage, they show all the other crap that's going on around the world. Well, it doesn't world. even have to be a true sequel. It so can it, be a... That was one... Okay, what, one of my complaints was... Because I didn't know the, the ending montage had something to do with the books... I'm seeing the the ending montage, and he starts talking about all the other stories that are going on, and I'm like, I want to see those movies. Exactly, which is like the, what I think. The movie I just saw was cool, but then they show like they mentioned something like the war in Moscow, and I'm like, I want to see that. What they should really do, though, what they should really do is do a spinoff series. This is an example of where a spinoff TV series is totally warranted. I, and I've heard that from a lot of people because all these chapters in the book are not going to work as standalone movies. There's not enough story in any of them to do entire... Maybe one or two might be good as a standalone movie. Most of them, though, though would be perfectly suited for hour-long TV episodes. I keep I keep hearing the whole the, the, the um, Game of Thrones analogy of, like, this is what they should be doing in World War Z. It's perfect exactly. for exactly. Uh, a 10-episode season on HBO. So... But all in all, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but it was definitely... It, uh, the best thing I can say about it is, is that it did something that no other film of its kind had done before, which is give a, a, a zombie apocalypse a true sense of scale, which is what the book does, too. Yeah. And that was its greatest tribute to the book, is that it really does give you a, a jaw-dropping sense of scale when some of these cities fall and you just see these swaths of human devastation and like when they're flying in a plane and then you just see a nuke go off yeah. and there's like no explanation and you're just like that's ridiculous like yeah. the world yeah. is it's going done. crazy it's like done. everything's yeah. going crazy okay so well. i'm going to i'm going to give it i'm going to give it a uh, 16 out of 21 um <sighs> That's a spoiler. I can't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. Sixteen. Just say it. And we'll beep it out. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, sixteen out of twenty-one zombies that. Uh, that yeah, sixteen out of twenty-one zombies. Sixteen out of twenty-one zombies that uh, we have to cut away from as they devour someone because it's rated PG. PG thirteen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's yep. actually one of my complaints. A zombie movie that is rated PG-13 always feels a little empty. A little. More than a little. Yeah. It feels it feels pretty empty sometimes. Okay. Well, I will give this um, five out of eight times that I thought, hey, that uh, Israeli military chick, uh, she's pulling the buzzed head thing off pretty well. Yeah, she's pretty cute. I was kind of surprised. Not not a lot of women can pull that off. You know she what though? You know off. what I was thinking in those situations though. It's like she'd look a lot better with hair. I don't know. She also, I think I like the fact that she was um, kicking a whole lot of ass. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. <laughs> My favorite scene in this is that they 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 hand um, Brad Pitt a, a pistol. And he goes, no, no, I don't want her to make too much noise. And without making a single word, she just grabs it, checks it, cocks it, and puts it in. She's like, all right, we can go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, you you don't want this? I want this. <laughs> I don't care about noise. Yeah. I want a gun. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that about uh, that about wraps it up here on this episode of End of the Critic. Uh, 
Once again, want to thank uh, Eric Trebio for hosting us on the Eric Trebio Podcast Network. Spoilers might be adding a new show into the network. What? That's right. That's right. I, mean, I don't want to give anything else away, but somebody might be adding a new show to the network. Not that. Oh wait, is that me? Am what? I doing that? No. Oh, Matt, you and I are doing that um, movie. Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Oh, no, we're doing this one. That's upsetting. Where, where we, what we do is we just kind of like, we're like, yeah, movies. And we don't really talk about it. We just like, movies. Yeah. We, no, we review the concept of film. <laughs> we review the concept of film. Oh, we're like, right. You know, I think film's pretty good. I give film I give seven it six out of seven film reels. <laughs> seven out of ten film reels for me. Wow. Entire, wow. Yeah, I'm giving it some accolades. It's done some pretty good the things. The next episode. So, film, <laughs> what has changed? In the last, last seven days. Since we've episode. Well, they still show them in theaters. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing that. Now, what do wow. you think about this 3D thing? They're still doing that, huh? Yeah, it hasn't changed since Lapa's episode. Well, it mm. hasn't changed since since the right. 80s either. Well, huh? I'm going to still give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? 7.01 film reels out of 10. Wow. It's, it's like the history of film in a very slow motion. I <laughs> uh, also want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song. Uh, both, both our opening and ending Bring themes. Uh, it's just a shame that it costs so much to get those. Oh, does it? Because it's totally free. What? You can download <laughs> them. You can Shut down- up. <laughs> Shut up. You can. No, totally. Shut <laughs> up. They're free. Okay. They're totally free. Oh, wow. You can get them at geekremix.com. There are Amazing. three albums. Amazing. Uh, with just the funkiest of geek remixes. Uh, so check them out but there. But Chris, nothing good in life is free. Oh, no. Is this the exception to that rule? This is totally the exception to that rule. <laughs> uh, Golly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also wanted to make sure everybody knows to uh, like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review us, uh, and tell a friend, please. I just... Peace. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. Someone tell your friend. I just want to make sure that somebody that I don't personally know is listening to this. Oh, Chris, I'm sure one of my friends that you don't know has listened maybe once. All right. There's probably, like, one person in the middle of China who's, who's using it as a way of, like, learning the English language. They are, they are in Very randomly shock. it popped up in some sort of survey. So... All right, well, uh, until next time, uh, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt Schaefer. And I'm Chris Klump. <laughs> we'll we'll and see you I'm next Parker Lindstrom. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm Parker, and I too am Parker Lindstrom. I'm Parker Lindstrom. We'll see you next week. <laughs>